Welcome to episode 238 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsburg, and a couple great guests this week. Ben Rothick is here. How are you doing, Ben? It's been a while. Glad you're here. Uh, I'm pretty good, Dave. How are you? Doing well. Glad you glad you made it on. So we've got lots of great stuff to talk about, but we also have uh, Chuck Joyner here from Mac Voices. How are you doing, Chuck? Glad you're here. I am doing great. David, I'm sleep deprived and a little giddy, and so life is good. Yes, we could be giddy. There's a lot of stuff we've got to talk about tonight. And last but certainly not least, uh, Mr. Jeff Gamma is here. How are you doing, Jeff? I, I'm doing all right. And the fact that Chuck is giddy makes me incredibly happy. <laughs> we'll need to take advantage of this. Yes, we will. We will. We'll see. Uh, so, sorry, Jeff. You might be. So uh, we got we got some news this week. Uh, the, uh, Apple did this thing called they announced a HomePod, which just threw us all off. Uh, we are going to have a new segment segment this week uh, in touch with Mac because uh, you know, they did announce some Mac stuff. So I just couldn't ignore it this week, uh, and lots of other great conversation. But uh, let's uh, go ahead and just start, and uh, as I always do, talk about some of the news stories of this week. Um, First story was uh, the Apple TV expects you to have an iPhone in order to accept its new iCloud terms and conditions. Uh, uh, a, a viral tweet had sent out on highlights of t- some really frustrated people that were actually saying that the Apple TV software was actually telling you to get your i grab go grab your iPhone and uh, approve the new terms and conditions. Says so you had to do it on your Mac and you also had to do it on your iPhone and your iPad when the terms changed. Uh, and I guess. Uh, this article was since updated, and they provided a workaround that you can fully sign out of iCloud and back into the Apple TV, and will prompt you the terms, conditions screen, which can be just accepted on that device. Very strange. Um, why Apple? Why? Why? Why did this happen? I don't know. I, what do I have a, a question, and I'm asking because I haven't had time to do a lot of research into this. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that you're getting this dialogue? If you already have an iPhone, or is it for everyone? It's it was because Apple knows everyone. if you have an iPhone. Yeah, it does, but uh, it also because I, I do re- recall by doing this, I had and you know, I'm I'm used to grabbing my iPhone anytime you gotta do something on the Apple TV. But uh, I, I I'm perplexed, and the article really doesn't say why Apple did this or why this has been happening. It's uh, well, if people that don't have iPhones are seeing this dialogue. Then I see that as a, a, a serious problem and right. a bad design choice. Right. If you do own an iPhone, which Apple knows if you do, then showing you this dialogue to me that it's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but uh, it it went went out viral. People come really doing some complaining because people have nothing else but a truth to complain. So, um, mm-hmm. what do you guys think, Chuck? Chuck? Well. I guess two things. First of all, you mean there are people that don't own an iPhone? They own something else? <laughs> At least anybody that's listening um, to this show. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the other thing, too, I mean, Jeff Jeff asks a really good question that I don't have an answer for. But I almost have to have to wonder how or why. I mean, and, and this is a serious question. How many people out there would invest in an Apple TV that didn't have an iPhone? That, that aren't already in the Apple ecosystem that wouldn't go for a Roku or a Chromecast or, you know, another streaming device. Um, that that just kind of baffles me. I mean, I'm sure they're out there for some reason. I just don't know why. Yeah. I have the answer. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Good, Ben. Go. Good. So 
Um, being sick of dealing with fire TVs, I replaced all the fire, my mother's fire TVs with my hand me down, uh, first generation Apple TV 4Ks and HDs. Nice. Well, about six, about four months ago, my mom let my nephew borrow her iPhone and it ended up getting lost. What's just wrong with me? Okay. Yeah. But since she does not have her iPhone right now, uh, fortunately, when she gets another one, I I have a a account of her set up on my MacBook so I can sign into it. Uh, But since she doesn't have it right now, her account on the Apple TVs has a persistent update the terms notification. (laughs) <laughs> and needs that iPhone. Oh my gosh. Yes. And yeah. Oh, okay. Lordy. All right. So, so there's, there's there a good go. reason. There's a good reason. There's a good reason. Which is shouldn't be doing hopefully that. somewhere in my sister's house. <laughs> That's all I, I have very rarely, but I have ran in occasionally to someone who has an Apple TV, but no other Apple devices because they hate the uh, the interfaces for their, the smart TVs and the other streaming devices so much that they got an Apple TV because they prefer that interface. There's, I mean, that's it. You know, there are a couple of good reasons there. You know, and I think one more thing that seems to be happening, although now with there being an Apple TV app, it's not quite so likely. But I think there was a time there that for some of the TV shows that Apple TV Plus was bringing out that were only available on an Apple TV, that that might have been you know, mm-hmm. a reason. Or people mm-hmm. never understood that there was an app. That's a that's a rather costly misunderstanding, but right. you know, it ha- could happen. Well, yeah. Regardless, the fact that you have to do this or, th- or this is what you're presented with, I think is bad. Oh, yeah. agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like with YouTube, you know, you, when you're authenticating, to, when you sign into your YouTube account, I mean, I've got a pre- prime, uh, premium account, uh, <clears throat> you have to sign in and then you got to go to the YouTube app, or, or I'm not saying, I'm sorry, not YouTube, but your Google account, you're trying, trying to sign into your Google account, and then it wants you to go to the YouTube app, or it has to be on your iPhone or your iPad in order to authenticate, so Google kind of does the same thing in that sense, but this one's a little extreme, especially with the t- Apple TV, um, to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. I have all those devices. Yeah. They uh, are never far from my sight, and I find it a pain in the butt. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, let's go and move on. Uh, next story. This is I'm so so excited about this. Ted Lasso season three confirmed for spring of 2023 as Apple TV Plus unveils a dozen new original series. Uh, they, uh, they, pres- they Apple TV Plus uh, presented at the Winter TV uh, Critics Association press tour, unveiling much of the shows that are going to be out. Um, they have uh, other shows besides Ted Lasso, Shrinking, which is a new comedy that's actually from Brett Goldstein and Bill Lawrence, the uh, folks from Ted Lasso. It's going to have Jason Siegel in it, which, uh, I, in fact, Harrison Ford's even in the show. This I bet this show is going to be a big hit. Uh, this looks pretty, pretty interesting. Also have uh, Dear Edward. Um, it's a, a, a drama with Connie Britton. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of other shows that look really good. Yeah, I'm not going to go through every single one of them, but uh, this is a, this I'll, is exciting. I'll shout out Hello Tomorrow. Hello Tomorrow. I saw you. I was just going to grab that one. That's 
uh, that that's with uh, that was the guy from the um, the morning show, right? Um, I forgot his name; it's not listed here. Uh, but Billy Crudup. Uh, Crudup. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's it. So, uh, so looks looks like Apple's continuing on with some some exciting new uh, titles and, and more and more the reason to want to have a, a, a subscription to it to, to watch this great content. What do you guys or, think? Or even dare I say an Apple TV? Yeah, or, even, <laughs> yeah. or sell an Apple TV for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean, want. To, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Sorry. Chuck. Well, I don't want to take us off off track here. I don't want to take us down a rat hole, but I am curious because of just what David said. Um, do you get, I mean, do you guys pick TV shows because of who the actors are or do you pick them because of the premise? Both premise. It, it, it can I'm be kind either. of both. Yeah. I mean, really? like okay. I, I'm like, I'm a big fan of the Chicago, uh, shows that are on NBC. I love watching those shows and I, I, they have a lot of big, good stars in them. They're not, you know, huge stars, but they're, they're fun shows to watch. Um, yeah, law and order is another one that, that, that's been around forever that, that, I watch those kind of shows, but, uh, but it's kind of both. I mean, Ted Lasso, I never in a million years would thought I would like it. And then I just, I like everybody. I just absolutely love it. And, you know, yeah. Uh, and Ted Lasso for me was because of the show. Um, the, the, the shrink because of Harrison Ford, I I'm going to give it a shot. Um, yeah, even it's, though, even it just though- depends. The, the 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 miniseries that they have little little America on Apple TV Plus is is kind of a fun show to watch just to see the different views around the U.S. and, and of, of you know from folks from different countries and uh, you, you get you get hooked into each episode of that because it's just just a great show. Um, so there's a lot of great shows on on Apple TV Plus and I think it's going to continue. You know, I was one of those who at the beginning had very high doubts why Apple was doing this. Uh, you know, a couple of years later, it has by far one of the best quality catalogs out there. Not quantity, yeah. but I mean, every show is good. I mean, Severance and Foundation right. are two of my favorite sci-fi shows in the world right now. Apple's just killing it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why it's because I, I'm Ben. I, I think you were the one that said premise more than stars. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just because actor or actress, or I guess now they're all actors, um, mm-hmm. X or Y is in mm-hmm. the show. The most it might do is it might turn my head to, to give it, you know, a little harder look at the premise. But mm-hmm. if it's, you know, that this person sells bananas on the street corner, I don't care who it is. I'm not interested. So, that that's just when David and and listen, it, it works. I'm I'm probably in the minority because Apple is paying a lot of money for a lot of star power, and it's worked. It has absolutely worked. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have watched Spirited except for the cast, yeah, and then Reynolds I loved it. Um, as far as TV shows selling bananas on the street corner. If you have not checked out Arrested Development, you really need to. Everybody loves that show. <laughs> okay, I have it's, not. It's not on Apple TV Plus. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's okay. I still have it. It's not. Oh, it is. Arrested <laughs> Development is absolutely it's wonderful. Quite, quite, okay. quite the adding, humor. Adding that to my list right now. And eventually, be- you'll understand why I brought it up for you. But anyhow, and it started on Fox okay. and moved over to Netflix. So. Uh, 
Last story here. Uh, Apple launches a black uh, U- uh, Unity Sport Loop with matching Apple Watch face for and wa- an iPhone wallpaper. Uh, Apple did release a new special edition black Unity Sport Loop uh, Apple Watch band in celebration of Black History Month. Uh, band comes as part of Apple's wider commemoration of, of that as well, where the company plans to highlight and curate some of the content uh, celebrating black culture and community. Um, and uh, it's great to see that Apple does this kind of stuff. They do it for all all the different groups, and it, and it's fun. And actually, it's it's a nice looking uh, watch band, honestly. Um, and uh, I, I'm glad they do these kind of things. And then they did actually offer it in the in the sports loop as well as the, uh, I believe the the solo loop too. Um, so you can uh, so you can uh, check that out. And uh, uh, not a bad thing. Any comments on that? Fantastic cause, fantastic product. Yeah, they, they all fit. They all fit. They all fit. Um, kept the news light this week because we've got some pretty heavy topics. So let's uh, first hit on beta. Uh, iOS sixteen dot three RC release candidate is uh, is out is out. It came out this week, and Apple released it out to the both uh, developers and to the public beta. Um, and, uh, the biggest thing that's st- standing out on 16.3 was the, uh, the support for physical security keys that can be, uh, added for, uh, added protection for the Apple ID, uh, which is, is great. And there's tons of other bug fixes and stuff, but, uh, really, uh, uh, the, the, the biggest thing that you're going to be looking at is what's new is, is, uh, not much, <laughs> honestly, 16.3 <laughs> is, is not, is, is a, uh, uh, definitely not a big, big hit as far as what to expect. Um, again, we'll talk about HomePod here in just a minute, but yeah, the, the HomePod, uh, handoff prompt, I'll be curious to see if, uh, that even works because things on HomePod in itself don't really, haven't really worked, uh, that much, but, uh, yeah, really it's not a huge update 16.3. Um, I, I don't, I haven't, really, we've been talking about it for a number of weeks since it's hit in beta and, uh, I don't really see much else. And you guys, any comments about that? It's more like, uh, iOS, uh, two uh, or, Uh, 16.25 um it's basically for the new hardware which we'll be talking about in a bit and security (laughs) keys both are good little updates but the the key is on little yeah yeah um the uh homepod 16.2 is going to be out and i saw uh, ben you've been doing a lot of tweets uh, on social media talking about uh, the the uh temperature sensor and stuff on that um why don't you hit on that a little bit? Uh, Apple did announce that it's going to have humidity and temperature sensing on the mini and the, with the and fine mount auto tuning. So they have added some enhancements on that. Um, sounds like you've been, you've been beta testing it. So you, uh, you had some, uh, yep. I, uh, download, I got the release can candidate downloaded pretty early yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of wanted to see if that, the update would turn it on since the uh, hardware tar- product uh, we're t- going to be talking about a bit in the bit isn't released till February. Uh, lo and behold, it's showing uh, both temperature and humidity for both my home pod minis. Great. Great. And, and it works. Yeah, it works. Works great. Okay. And I mean, it's just a free little update. And also, and then the update went pretty quickly. You, you, I'm assuming you had to force it, like we were always expected to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, home pot, home OS, 
God, Apple, get yourself an actual application <laughs> for this. Uh, but I, I know Jeff's chomping yeah, here, but, but yeah. to, to give his 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 uh, his view on this, <laughs> Mister Jeffrey, I cede the floor. <laughs> um, I I am actually excited for the official update to roll out so that I can uh, uh, get the. Uh, the temperature and humidity sensors working on my minis. One of the things that has annoyed me for years with HomeKit, the Home app, mm-hmm. uh, the S Lady, and thermostats is that if I ask um, any of my my devices, the HomePod, whatever, what's the temperature in the living room, it can't tell me. Mm-hmm even though it knows exactly what the temperature is showing on the Echo With the sensors working in the yeah. HomePod Mini, I'll actually be able to say what's the temperature in whatever room and uh, and have it give me close enough for indoors. Because it, 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 it'll tell you the temperature is mm-hmm. between 68 and 69 degrees. Yeah, that's or, great. Or you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's actually the bit that that I'm excited about. I'm well, I'm meh on the rest of it because I'm at the point now where I expect every update that comes out is going to disappoint me, and that way I'm not more disappointed because they dash my hopes. Yeah. Yep. Um. I will say I will say that I don't know if it's. The reason that it gives that range in my video, I have a stereo pair. Right. So do I. Yeah. And it gives, uh, it, it, it shows each sensor individually. So within the four feet, three to four feet of my uh, entertainment center, apparently there's a one to two degree variation. I, I think it's actually just Apple being weird and 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 I yeah. accept that you may be correct. But the reason I'm I'm questioning is because if I go into the home app and I look at uh at the the interior temperature info that shows up in the app as opposed to looking mm-hmm. directly at the Echo B, it mm-hmm. never shows the actual temperature. It shows the temp that temperature range. Okay. Yeah. Could Which some of this be a, a calibration issue? Especially Ben, if you I mean it's hard to believe that there's a two degree difference if you ha- if you have your two home pods in the same room. So I'm wondering if there's a yeah. cali- calibration difference. Because I tell you what, I, I can get, you know, you get those little small thermometers, um, the digital thermometers mm-hmm. will sit on your desk and tell you how warm it is. They never match anything. They never match my thermostat. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even match each other. And I'm I, I don't I don't believe there's a temperature range on my desk, so I've got to believe that there's a calibration issue going on here, and that may be why you're you're getting ranges. Yeah, I mean there are a couple of reasons for that. Number one, I will admit this: I do not own a third-party temperature sensor. The other thing, All right? Um, this was something that was installed in in the HomePod two years ago but was not turned on until well technically hasn't been publicly turned on but 
you'll probably see that next week when iOS 16.3 officially releases. So I can't, you, you don't, especially if ones that have been out in the wild, and Apple didn't know if that feature would ever be turned on. So they probably didn't uh, look too, uh, too hard into calibrating it. You know, now that you're saying this, Ben, I just realized that uh, that I have the Echobees built in temperature sensor, and then um, like four feet away, I have a uh, an Eve indoor mm-hmm. uh, environment sensor, and. I'm pretty sure they are showing different temperatures. So maybe it's that exactly what you said, where it's uh, looking at these multiple sensors and it's like, I don't know which one's right. So here's the range between the two. Yeah. And there's also the question of the accuracy of the thing. It's, I mean, with that, you're probably going more ballpark than anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Chuck. And Ben, yeah, Ben, you've probably damaged your sensors just like I have by playing all that loud, heavy metal music. That, you know, <laughs> we've, we've probably destroyed those those sensors. Yeah, uh, not only that, but I used to have them in wall mounts on my wall instead of on my entertainment center. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, both of them actually fell down. Wow! <laughs> Ooh, a little bit of extra vibration there. I, I, <laughs> yes. I like your style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple, couple There's other more gravity in Iowa than Colorado, yeah, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, technically, yes, there is. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, more air. <laughs> Most of it hot. Yep. Um, some some of the things that, they, that is going to be added uh, is uh, the remastered of ambient ambient sounds are more immersed and can be added to scenes, automations, and alarms in the home app. Uh, the Find My on the HomePod now enables you to ask Siri for the location of friends and family if they have shared it in the with their reoccurring home automations that can be set up just with your voice. Um, and uh, Siri confirmation tone will now play to indicate when a smart home requests are completed for accessories that may not be visibly showing a change or are located in a different room. Okay. Uh, and then uh, it's got some other stuff like the audio tuning optim- optimizes spoken content, such as podcasts for even greater clarity on both the HomePod new second gen and the HomePod first gen. Um, and then updated volume controls on the HomePod first gen will give you more granular adjustments at lower volumes, which I, that, that I think is, is pretty huge because it, it was, there was no way of really getting good sound um, in between, you know, when you tell it to, you know, Hey, Hey, SLA do uh lower the volume to two or and it just it just doesn't seem it's good so it will, will be interesting to see where that goes um so so the software in itself this is this is uh this is this is a a good thing um and we'll uh <laughs> and it's ben's kitties get crawling around uh and um it's uh gonna be it's definitely gonna be re- released sometime next week as we record this um so i'm looking forward to yeah. seeing seeing where it goes here uh, when it comes to the HomePod, as far as the beta software goes, uh, and uh, the other a couple other things that stood out here was uh, uh, iOS sixteen point three does expand upon the advanced data protection option for iCloud encryption globally. 
Uh, it's going to expand beyond the United States, starting with iOS 16.3, and the feature will be available globally to give users the options to enable end-to-end encryption for uh, many additional iCloud data categories, including photos, notes, voice memos, message backups, device backups. Um, so that's expected to be not you – know, they had already released this, and we talked about this, and now it's going to go go worldwide. So – uh, you guys can. Uh, you guys already. We're going to think you're going to get this enabled once. Uh, once we got it uh, in the public. I had it enabled. Then I turned it off. You did. Okay. Why was that? Um. You know, I thought about it, and I actually want those NFC security keys before <laughs> before turning it on. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, back when, oh, God, what was the, what's the name of the Mac encryption, disk encryption? File Vault. File Vault. Yes, File Vault. Um, back in the beginning of File Vault, um, horrible I had it. <laughs> yeah. I lost my entire hard, the contents of my entire hard drive and had to reset. Oof. That hurts. Ouch. Yeah. So I want to make sure I can get back into my da- my data. And and not reliant on a printed piece of paper. That's probably yeah. good. I I'm not enabling it um, until I have a really good reason to, okay. because there are so many things that I have that need to have separate updates, and uh, and in some cases it means removing devices completely from HomeKit, like all of my U bulbs. Uh, and then re-adding them, and uh, the advantages that I will gain for the headaches that I will have to go through, it's not worth it. Yeah. So I'll wait until some point down the road when there's uh, there's an actual need for me to make yeah. that move. Yeah, you, I've, I've, I, you know, this is one of those technologies that, I don't have an urgent need for, so I'm going to sit on the sidelines a little bit and let some other people take the the, uh, the slings and arrows and and see what happens. And you know, then if if the need arises, or because when I look at what I have stored in iCloud, I, I mean, I'm not sure there are any deep dark. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want necessarily anyone to have access to it. But then again, there are no deep dark secrets there, as far as I know, anyway. So. I just feel like this is one of those. It's great that they're doing it, and great they're you know they're advancing the security part. But I'm not all that concerned. Yeah, yeah there, but, there's not anything in there that's not already on my Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, but if you if you don't mind, rewind just for a quick second to the HomePod because okay. um, I want I wanted to ask if you all know, and maybe there are other people that are interested. The the ambient sounds that are being I guess redone here. If I use one of those, is that playing from within the HomePod, or is it streaming? I'm pretty sure it's streaming. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I thought, too, Jeff, and that's why I asked, because I don't want to use white noise in my HomePod and be streaming all night. You know, I mean, I, it's not a lot of bandwidth, but it's going to be some bandwidth. Right. And if you use that every night, it's going to add up. So you that's know, why I'll... That would be an easy thing for Apple to address. By letting you say, "Hey, S lady, play four sounds for two hours." I mean, there are thirty-two gigabytes of storage in those. Yeah, well, and and Jeff, maybe maybe I can do that, but I've just never. I mean, again, I've got a perfectly decent white noise app, 
that I can launch and it's fine. So, yeah. you know, it would be nice to have it in the home pod to be able to do the command, but that's why I ask. Yeah. So. All right. Sorry to take us off. No, no, no. Thanks. That, that was good, good extra info on the home pod. Um, Lastly, I want to talk on iOS 16.3. The, uh, there was uh, someone out on Twitter that's discovered uh, a uh, the code that reveals Apple's continued work on a classical music app. Uh, they continue to work on a standalone classical music app, according to this hidden code changes that was discovered in the release candidate today, this week. Um, the software update is in the final stage of beta testing. Of course, it's be released next week, but it's unclear when when the app will launch. Um, they're saying, for example, Apple uh, changed a line of text that will, that will appear in the iPhone standard music app from a shortcut to Apple, Apple Classical to an open-in Apple Music Classical. So kind of suggesting there is going to be a separate app. I think this audience, yeah, they, they acquired this the, that service Primephonic in 2021. Jeez, August of 2021, and it's taken this long for them to, to really get this going. So going to be interesting to see where that goes and you know not, we're not i don't know you guys hear much of big classical music listeners but uh you know there's a lot of them out there that, that are. Oh, i am all right that's right you do jeff yeah uh no actually i've been excited for this and on one hand holy crap apple you have all the money in the world does it really take that long yeah. to uh to take care of this on the other hand doing the whole classical music thing right is crazy fracking hard right because the the whole thing with with naming and then when you you add in um uh orchestras and venues and conductors and uh or or soloists or whatever um or same same orchestras same conductor different years and then throw in the the whole Herschel system and holy crap. It, I mean, it is insanely difficult to make this work. So yeah. I get it. But at the same time, if any company should be able to make it happen faster and still write, it's Apple. Yeah, you would, uh, you would, uh, you would, you would think that. So, um, and especially since they bought the company. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got, got a comment in the in the chat here at uh, YouTube YouTube.com slash in touch with iOS. Uh, Brett uh, saying that the HomePod already has a sleep timer command. I I didn't know that. Have you guys used that before? I'm googling I'm, right now. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't that. doubt it, Brett. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't. It, I mean, it's sort of a natural thing. You would think that they would. It's just that. Uh, top hit well, on my Google search, Macworld article from 2019. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So um, I haven't tried uh, it, so I can't see the way I'm not going to try it right now. So, <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh, okay. I, I'm reading this and uh, I had no idea. How, how how did I not know about this? I, I've been doing the most ridiculous workarounds for my white noise stuff at night. Huh. I could have just read this Macworld article in 2019. We'll, we'll put the link to that article you found in the show notes if you don't mind. And uh, people can uh, check that out. So it's uh, it does have a sleep timer. Interesting. Um, the... Uh, uh, so let's uh, move on to the, to the biggest and one of the, one of two big announcements that had happened uh, 
uh, this uh, this week. Um, surprise of all of us. I mean, at least I was pleasantly and kind of perplexedly surprised that all of a sudden Apple announced a new HomePod. <laughs> We've been talking about this for months, saying and speculating, is Apple going to ever come out with a new full-size HomePod to replace uh, re- replace it? Uh, and they did. So they announced a new HomePod. It's gonna, it, uh, it's the second generation. It's going to be available order. It's already available order as we record. This It's going to ship on February 3rd in select countries. Um, it's going to be basically the virtually identical design as the full size HomePod that was discontinued back in March, 2021, which I own two of them. And I believe the men does as well. And a few, a few others here. Uh, and, uh, it's going to have a back backlit touch surface and mesh fabric interior, which we're, which we're used to on the old the model. It now has a four-inch high inclu- excursion uh, woofer and five tweeters for four microphones. And now it has the S7 chip uh, for computational audio and the U1 chip for the ultra-wideband features like handing off music from an iPhone supporting for spatial audio and Dolby, Dolby Atmos. Uh, speaker will be integrated with Siri and Matter support. HomeKit and other stuff. <clears throat> it's uh, six point six inches tall, which I believe is a little shorter than the uh, it's a tiny bit shorter. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, previous model as well as five point one pounds. I think that's about that's about uh, pretty close. Uh, a little bit lighter. A tiny bit lighter. A little bit lighter. Yeah, yep. Close. So uh, the original HomePod was equipped with the A8 chip from the iPhone six, where the new model has the S7 chip, which is the the chip that's from the Apple Watch Series Seven, which I have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the efficiency cores from the A13. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's a new sensor can be um, measure can measure temperature, humidity, in indoor environments. Like I said, so I think like we talked about before, the temperature sensor. I think only the HomePod Mini can do that, not the old gen HomePod. So, yeah, um, OG HomePod does not have those sensors. Yeah. So, but the no. Mini does. So I might be breaking out my minis uh, into different rooms so I can check some temperatures and sensors, right? <laughs> yeah. With the new with the new HomePod, I do have to wonder if they almost had an S5 one ready to go, mm-hmm. but the the chip just wasn't the S5 just wasn't reliable enough to be, or just wasn't powerful enough to be reliable in that setup. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is it. I mean the. The temperature and humidity sensors in it just seem kind of random to just be put in there. They had to be working with another product. Yeah, absolutely. Any, any thoughts, Chuck? You know, not really. I mean, I think the stats are all great. Um, you know, in my opinion, the proof is in the listening. Um, I was reading an article at dinner tonight saying, you know, that, well, this is going to be, it has inferior hardware to the original HomePod. And it's like, we well, don't know that. We don't know that. Yes. Yeah. Well, they, they they claimed it was inferior audio hardware, which, you know, that's that's fine. Um, we that don't you're, know that. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm, I'm just reporting, Jeff, but, you know, yeah, I, I, know. Yeah. I, I want to listen to it. I mean, that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. going to be the question. How good does it sound? The, the one thing about the microphones the, the home pods especially the big the full size that i had were amazing you could be cranking mm-hmm. these things up at at like you know the top volume a they didn't distort but b in the midst of that sonic storm you could say hey s lady pause and it would pause mm-hmm. i mean the 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 the, uh, the, the, the the detection and understanding was just flat out amazing 
And so that is going to be something that I'm going to be very interested in seeing how this how this shakes out. And for the price point, you know what? I mean, it's a, might be a little bit of a premium over some of the really serious upper end speakers, but I don't think it's really out of the price range. What I can't decide is whether everything else has moved up or this is, you know, people have just gotten used to that kind of money to get quality sound. Yeah. I mean, I've got the Sonos Move that that, that compa- as a comparable speaker between the app, the uh, HomePod, and you know, I kind of like that Sonos a little bit. Um, but uh, the HomePod still has some amazing sound. I have it in stereo pair up above me here, and uh, it does have some really good sound. Um, you know, we've had them since they've come out, and have always enjoyed them. I have them hooked up to the TV here on my Apple TV, and all the sound goes through them, and it, it, it streams. They stream really well with the. Uh, with the Apple TV, giving you good quality sound. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where where it goes as far as uh, uh, as far as uh, how it's uh, going to sound. That's 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 the thing. You, you got that proof's in the pudding. You got you got to listen to it to see. You know, is it something that you're going to like? Those who have the older model may still want to stick with it. I mean, it's you know, it's not still three hundred dollars you got to spend on on if you decide you want to go with it. Um, so you really got to decide that couple of caveats that's going to happen it's uh you are not going to be able to pair it with the first generation home pod so you can't go out and buy if you have one first gen you can't go and pair it with the second gen you they just uh, did not open that up to do that so unfortunate but it's kind of understandable are you know hard, hardware limitations and, and you know technology changes a couple number of years um so uh it's it, it it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, what goes on with it, and um, you know, we're uh, we're going to say, hey, it's going to, when it comes out, we'll definitely hear some more things about it, uh, and and see what happens. Uh, one thing of note, I did, I did, I forgot to mention this, and this is actually in in the HomePod listing list here of stuff we're talking about is uh, there is a bug right now with the advanced data protection, so there's another reason not to enable it because um, uh, the home uh, HomePods. Uh, uh, that it created a problem with HomePods, uh, and uh, at Mark Ehrman actually uh, uh, found this and showed there was a support document that covers what to do if you can't set up or update your HomePod after advanced data protection is enabled. So check that out in the show notes. Uh, you have to go through some steps here. Got to restore the HomePod and all this fun stuff. So that'd be a reason there not to enable the advanced data protection uh, for your HomePod. Dave, I have a couple thoughts that please <laughs> I just want to share. Yes. Um, all right. So first, the subwoofer. Yep. Um, we don't yep. know if the subwoofer is any different from what's in the original HomePod. All we know is right. that Apple is saying that uh, it's four inch. They never said what the the uh, the subwoofer in the original is. So that may be unchanged. Uh, we're going from seven to five tweeters. We're going from what is it, six to four microphones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we have to hear it before we know. If uh, if the audio quality is is reduced, my guess is that it won't be. Um, yeah, the other thing I'm seeing I mean, people. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I say when it comes to the microphones, um, you know the di- the difference in quality between Apple's microphones back when uh, the home, original HomePod was released and the ones that are in my MacBook, my M1 Pro MacBook Pro. Uh, these things have allowed me to get rid of an actual physical mic. Yeah. So 
yeah, they might be of so good quality. They only needed four for that effect. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some people complaining about the Wi-Fi in the new HomePod because it's N instead of AC. So they're looking at it as a step backwards. And one, on one hand, yes. On the other hand, my hypothesis is the long-standing bug in the HomePod where uh, it would uh, drop connections and uh, and would cause Siri to perform erratically, would uh, would cause music to stall or drop out. It's because it was on the AC Wi-Fi. And, I, and my guess is that in the end, Apple couldn't make that work reliably. So their fix instead was to do the workaround that everyone else is already doing, which is force the HomePod onto an 802.11n Wi-Fi connection. And the best way to do that is to not let it do anything else. I mean, plus... Exactly how much bandwidth do you need to stream music? It's yeah. not like you're downloading uh, video files here onto your onto your uh, HomePod. N yeah. is perfectly fine for what it does. It, it is. It's weird to see it in the specs because you look at it and it's like, well, that's a step backwards. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it the bandwidth that you need, N is more than capable. To me, I look at it as Apple punting and saying, we can't figure out how to fix this problem. So we'll just engineer the workaround into the hardware. Lame, yeah. but okay. Jeff, I'm I'm channeling my inner Jeff Gammon. I just did a quick um, Google search. And um, according to an article in Wikipedia, the the woofer in the original HomePod was four inch, but they but Apple did not specify the uh, frequency range. Okay. Okay, so so we still don't know if it's the same. Yeah, but uh, it may very well be the same subwoofer. Yeah. So I mean, really, the only other uh, like the the biggest connectivity change is uh, app, I'm looking at an article here in Apple Insider. For some reason, they're saying that it's got a 02.11n for Wi-Fi for the HomePod 2023. That makes absolutely no sense. It's got to be at least AC, um, but. You know, with the ultra wide band and the and the matter uh, support, uh, Bluetooth is the same. Um, so, so really, connectivity hasn't isn't a huge has been much of a huge change. Yeah, well, like I was saying, I think the N is is Apple just punting and uh, and trying to engineer around a uh, a technology or software issue that they couldn't figure out how to fix. Right. So, right. Which is kind of lame, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So I a, absolute surprise. I, I just was uh, very surprised that they they did it. Um, I, I never thought that they would come back, but apparently that they 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 it did. Um, and that kind of leads me to uh, another uh, topic. I wanted to, there's an article here in the show notes here about Apple um, wanting to expand upon the smart home lineup, and they really want to take on Amazon and Google. Uh, they're they're working on a slate of devices from what the rumoring rumors are here, um, saying that the that now they really see that there's some there's some viable there's some viable uh, sales here in, in the uh, in the home smart home market, um, and with and they're even talking about potentially coming out with a tablet with the, 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 the attached to a 
a wall with a, with a touchscreen and, and and be able to do some of that stuff. We you know we would have been have had been speculations of potentially an Apple TV with a screen on it at some point. Um, so of course it's rumor, so you don't know what you know, this is. It's all you know pure speculation, but. Uh, this this could really uh, this this release uh, this week I could really spark something that's possibly even more expanded on the smart home market. Um, the, the Apple seeing some you know seeing some potential here. Don't you think, guys? Give me a home bar. Give me a home sub, <laughs> uh, and and allow me to yeah. if you're not going to give me a home bar, allow me to use a, th- a third home bar or home pod mini as a center channel, and uh, the. Two, and two in the back as, as back channels. Yeah. Yes. Um, full surround. Basically, I've wanted these these home pods to replace my old Sonuses completely for years. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping we finally get there. I'm hoping we finally get the announced with AirPlay two Beats versions as well. There's no reason why uh, we we can't have that, <clears throat> unless Apple's market research says it won't sell. But yeah. then again, they just released uh, a new HomePod based on a product that didn't sell very well. So what do I know? <laughs> well, Jeff, you took the words right about right out of my mouth. You know, and this is where it gets dangerous for any of us to discuss what we want, right? Because mm-hmm. we're geeks, but. On the other hand, um, with with every you know post pandemic, with people seem, <clears throat> seeming to be using or enjoying their homes more, this would seem like an opportunity if you if you paired an Apple TV with two front home pods, a center home pod, and two minis for the back. Um, for a for a, I don't know what you could do with a sub, you know, and maybe you don't need a sub depending on how good. The the uh, the woofers are in the new home pods, yeah. Um, or maybe that could be an add-on later. But bottom line is, you know, this this they've got. It, it would seem that they have the technology in place to do it. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I'm I I would be right there with it, no question about it. Yeah. And just one other thing, circling back around to the 802.11n, and mm-hmm. uh, that's all the connectivity that Sonos has in any of its products. Mm-hmm. So it is. It, is it correct that the new one's going to have N, or is it, am I wrong? No, it's going to have N. Yeah. Also, okay. um, oh, Apple mean, that, is right. I, I, I just didn't like really. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean they, they never. That's all the S seven chip is capable of. And I mean, it, if I, that's I all the, if that's all the, all the leader in connected audio has, it's got to be good enough. Okay. It's also what most of your other smart home devices are, are yeah. using anyhow. Yeah. That's true. All right. Well, we'll see what happens when that when it comes out in a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll definitely be hearing more about that uh, as we are others that get in our hands. I don't plan on purchasing purchasing one. I think my two old pods above me are just just fine. Thank you. And I'm sure yeah, you guys I'm, probably think the good. same. There's no reason for you to replace those. I'm totally yeah. talking over you. I'm so sorry. No, no. <laughs> yeah. If, if you already have the OG home pods and they're working great, don't get the new ones. No reason. Uh, you know what? But I, I have to point out, Brett, in the chat room, and I've been going back Thanks. and forth um, about, you know, that one of the features that is attracting him is the uh, is the sound recognition. 
because he wants uh, to be able to have it hear the sound of a baby crying. Okay, that's a that's a totally valid thing. Yeah, yeah, and I I would completely overlook that feature, but you know that that, that may be applicable to some people for different use cases that we're not aware of or haven't thought of. Yeah, I mean the yeah, matter support too. The matter support does. Yeah, the matter support too. Yeah, but well, if you're happy with your original HomePods as HomePods. Or you can just move them into different parts of the house and expand your musical yeah. enjoyment. Or if, if you're thinking, geez, if only I had an inexpensive way to add matter to this setup, just yeah. go buy a HomePod mini and call it good. You can mm-hmm. even stick it in the closet. It doesn't matter. You don't even have to really create, create a HomePod mini pair. Yeah, there you okay. go. Which, ironically, Jeff, that was actually my original plan for the HomePod mini. Uh, until Sonos was like, yeah, we're not going to do stereo support. Yeah. Well, there you go. But I mean, talk about the cheapest way to to get a HomeKit bridge into your setup and have Matter support. It's it's a HomePod Mini because it's cheaper mm-hmm. than buying an Apple TV. That's true. All right. The time we have left. Um, I wanted to start a new segment this week, and the new segment is in touch with Mac. And I thought it would be fun to. Talk about uh, the the new Macs that were talk, were re- released this way. I found it was interesting the way Apple did it, and we didn't have an event. Um, they did do a video. We were able to watch uh, the the quote unquote event video, um, and uh, they did unveil new MacBook Pros. And especially, I was kind of excited was the unveiling of new Mac Minis. You don't see that happen too overly often uh, with their product lines. Um, so. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about this a little bit. Uh, so first off, Apple did unveil the uh, the MacBook Pro with the M2 Pro and the M2 Max chips. Um, so it's uh, it's it's pretty exciting with some of the things they did. Uh, they enhanced the battery life with 22 hours on a MacBook Pro, which is pretty insane. Um, <laughs> Wi-Fi 6E, not a huge deal. I don't think it's much of a big deal. Um, you can now max out memory uh, RAM to 96 gigabytes. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot of memory and very expensive on, on top of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but other than that, a lot of it it's just a lot of much the same. The, they look exactly the same, um, and uh, you know you got the, the M2 Pro or the M2 Max, um, and then lots of cores that you can set up with these MacBook Pros. Um, you know, pricing starts like around 20, you know, 1999 and mm-hmm. goes all the way up. I mean, I, I priced out for somebody who was looking, uh, was an M2 Max, uh, 16 inch and it's $6,200 with 96 gigs of RAM and four, four gig terabytes of solid mm-hmm. state. So, um, Chuck, what's your thoughts as far as, I know we were talking about this and, and, um, what do you think of these new Macs? Is it something that, uh. You're, you're you're tempted, are you? Because you you got a very similar machine I have with the M1 Pro that I'm very happy with. Uh, well, yeah, of course I'm tempted. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> because yeah. you know, why wouldn't you be? Um, the question becomes one of of price versus performance versus need, right? And that's uh, for the first time I'm I, I'm having a little bit of trouble saying, gee, I want to upgrade to the top model, but I'm not sure that. The performance will justify the cost. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, and I will I will add this to the show notes. Um, there's an article just that I was reading at dinner um, uh, from iMore that allegedly the M2 Pro chip quote unquote destroys Apple's old M1 Max 
benchmarks for real <laughs> massive performance leap. Well, it's so, it's twenty percent, but if you look at what they've done, it it's uh, it completely makes sense because it's like twenty percent more cores, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. yeah, but but you know these are early benchmarks. I mean, for for my, I'm, I plan on just sticking around for a while because my my current machine is perfectly fine, um, and seeing you know what the the benchmarks end up being, um, I. I because my my work situation has changed and I no longer have to be quite as mobile as I've needed to be in the past, I may be looking at uh, one of the minis, yeah. one of the one of the top end minis that may may outperform or come close to matching the performance of this MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, so. I I agree with you, Ben. You did you have anything to add on that? Um, number one, is it two thousand eight again? Are we at MacWorld? Uh, yeah the other one um i mean if you're if you're still a holdout from the 2019 uh intel uh macbook pro or want something a little bit more than your existing m1 uh macbook air or i mean this is a very this will be a very good upgrade for you if you're like me sitting here with a base model uh, M1 Pro MacBook Pro, God, Apple changed that name. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'm sitting here with a super fast, quiet machine with amazing battery life. I mean, I've had it over a year, and I'm still in love with the, this machine as much as the day I bought it. Me too. Yeah, it's... And the, the if, you know, going from an M1 Pro or an M1 Max to an, their M2 uh, equivalent, unless you have like unlimited money, there's no reason to do this. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but let's talk about the Mac Mini. Uh, I, you know, I have I have a couple M1 machines, and they're they're pretty awesome. I mean, they. It's, I got the base model, 8 gig uh, of RAM and the 256 gig of solid state. And boy, they're, 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 what a great machine to have as a backup. You know, and I have it as a backup in, the, in case I ever, God forbid, anything happens to my MacBook Pro, which is my primary machine. I got that one, and then I run beta on the second Mac M1 I have. So uh, it's, it's, it's a great machine. But to start at $599, they lowered the price on the Mac Mini for the yeah. base model, which is, I mean, this, if they don't sell a ton of these, I don't know what what it'd be. It'd be just mind boggling. The M2 processor, you know, you got the two Thunderbolt four ports. You know, the, the yeah, uh, which the, is upgraded from USB four on the right. previous model. Exactly, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you, you just can't beat it with the base model. And then they have the the midline model with uh, the uh, where that just bumps it up uh, to the five twelve of solid state. And then the the top end model, the M2 Pro, which is kind of a, a midline from the, the Mac <laughs> Studio, um, that uh, you can you know spend only eleven ninety nine, but you get four Thunderbolt four ports on that, which that's pretty awesome to have mm-hmm. that many ports and for that price pricing. Like I said, Chuck, I think it's it's tempting. It's tempting to have one of these devices as kind of your daily drivers, which especially if you're working from home most of the time that you have it, and just have to have it just you know get a screen for it. 
Yeah. And I mean, there's going to be an interesting balancing act for anybody that's even thinking about this is trying to evaluate the higher end M1s in the, in the Mac studio versus the M2 uh, versions in the, in the Mac pro um, or the lower end Mac M2 versions in the MacBook pros. So you're, you're really going to have to sit down and think a, a lot about what it is you're doing and, you know, how much power do you need? Mm-hmm. How many ports do you need? And, you know, how easily can you add uh, a set of ports by adding a dock, a third-party dock of some kind? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, in some ways, it's, it's, a, it's a great time to be a Mac user because now we've <laughs> just got a, a, an embarrassment of riches here. Yeah. Um, there's no dog in this, in this product lineup. No, there really isn't. Um, just, just spreading the wealth around. I mean, so that leaves the Mac pro is the lone Intel based, uh, Mac at this point, which who knows where that one's going. Uh, and then, and then, yeah. then of course, iMacs are a whole nother, another discussion because yeah, what are they going to do with that line? But the, but yeah, not this, I the Mac minis are pretty awesome. Yeah, I have to wonder with the Mac Pro and the higher-end uh, iMacs if Apple hit a wall with how far an SOC can scale. That's possible. No, that's uh, very possible. I, I think that's uh, highly likely. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time Apple engineered themselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... It's really hard to say. You know, got you know, you got a lot of people out there who do love their iMacs, and um, but is it a viable product? You know, yeah, people want hey, to Dave, have the. Con- there, Go ahead. There's one other conundrum that you didn't bring up, okay. which is if you need a mobile Mac, how do you choose now for for a lot of people between a MacBook Pro M2 and a MacBook Air M2? Yeah, that's true. Because do you need all that power on a MacBook Pro on M2? Does that MacBook Air? I've got one is for work, and oh my god, the thing is a workhorse. It, it's mm-hmm. super fast for 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 a lot less money. Yeah, and and uh, as Ben pointed out, the people that are rocking the 2019 Intel—that's me. Um, mm-hmm. I I priced out both the uh, uh, just a middle of the line. Uh, M2 Pro and M2 Air, and the price difference is staggering. It is, and it, and what it really comes down to for me is on the go. Do I really need a 16 inch screen, or can I get by with a 14 inch screen? Yeah. It's it's suddenly really hard to justify spending like twenty eight hundred dollars on a MacBook Pro when I yeah. can spend eighteen hundred on a MacBook Air. I mean, I will tell you this, Jeff. I have the 14-inch. I, I, my previous MacBook was a 16. I don't miss the extra real estate. But the one, the one question for me between the 14-inch MacBook Pro and the 13.6 MacBook Air mm-hmm. is the screen. the The Air is going to be more than powerful, more than powerful enough for 95% of people, mm-hmm. but I have a very good quality, high definition, um, regular LCD screen from LED backlight right next to my MacBook. Mm-hmm. The mini LED screens in these 
are truly 95% OLED quality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They give you very deep blacks that make this very good screen next to me look like a cheap TN screen. (laughs) See, that's a problem because now we end up spending more money on displays because we need more beautiful. But yeah, yeah. But but I have to say, for uh, unless you're doing very high graphics and computational stuff, the MacBook Air will do 95% of what the 14-inch MacBook Pro will do. It's a phenomenal machine. Yeah. yeah. So you, you can see my conundrum. Yeah. Well, got a little time. Go ahead, Chuck. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I can't help but do this. Um, you know, if, if this had been a month ago and we were talking about the M1, the M1s, I mean, I would have had, and I still honestly have very little hesitation in recommending to anyone an M1 iMac mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or one of the M1 laptops, because for most people, that is going to be more than sufficient. Oh yeah. And, those are and, screaming machines. You know, yeah. 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 And, and so, you know, we're all talking about, you know, let's hold out it for you know an M2 based iMac, and it's like, okay, why? You know, what what is it that you're doing that you need that much power? You know, I mean, I, th- I think it was Bob Loy, as you know, famously stated, "You're the biggest ban. You know, you're the biggest barrier to uh, to productivity is yep. speed. You know, the the machines already outpaced us, yep. and so you know we, we do have this lust, and I mean, I. Speaking for myself, I do some video, and so you know the rendering speed is important for me. But I, and Jeff, I think you probably you probably can run into some of that with some of the graphic stuff you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you know how how much is it worth to you to not wait an extra minute, two minutes, three minutes, ten minutes, fifteen? Minutes? And that adds up, and that's a yeah. very valid question. Yeah. Plus, with the uh, the um, the Apple Silicon machines, you can have the base M1 do quite a few tasks tasks on par or maybe even faster than a ten thousand dollar Mac Pro. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not you're you're not going to be at a loss for speed. No, no, you're not. It's. Uh, it- I, I love that we have this problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at, at worst, do what uh, what some of us used to do. If you have something that's going to render out, let it render overnight and mm-hmm. save save yourself mm-hmm. some money. Now, if you're doing that every night, then that's another matter. But if you do it once a week or once every couple of weeks or less, then, you know, it's just not that big a deal. I I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is why I still haven't upgraded from my 2019 MacBook Pro, yeah. because it is not slowing me down. Yeah. Right. But here's one reason to upgrade, Jeff. You will never hear the fans ever. Oh, I know. Oh, ever. I have thought about I have thought I, about this a lot. I mean, it's when I say my computer is not slowing me down, my computer runs hard. All yeah. day long. No, like I never hard. hear a fan. I mean, I got a 2018 behind me here. I've been doing some stuff on, and it's like, oh, that's a fan. I was like, holy 
Holy cow. Yeah. There, there'll be times at the end of the day when I stop working. So my computers are just basically sitting here. And the fans going. And the fans mm-hmm. will still run for half an hour. Yeah. Just trying to, to keep the thing from melting down while it, while it cools down. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah. I, I say it's not holding me back, but uh, well, I, I am, but, I push this machine as far as it can go every single day. Yeah. I think, I think you do. You're enabling me. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up here. That was a, a new, the new segment in touch with Max. So we'll do, we'll do more of that uh, as we go here on the show. I thought that'd be fun to, to do, mix it up a little bit and to do something different. And uh, I always have a good lively conversation when it comes to Mac as well as iOS and everything else that we love to talk about when it relates to Apple. So let's go ahead ahead and wrap up for this week. Uh, That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You also can become a patron of the show by uh, going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming, which is usually on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash intouchwithios, where you can watch... uh, this, this previous live streams as well as past shows visit in touch with ios magazine on flipboard where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into the magazine the link is in the show notes you can also subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher which includes pocket casts overcast apple podcasts and many others but better yet go to our website at in touch where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Mastodon, the Mastodon.cloud at DaveG65, as well as on Twitter at DaveG65. And uh, Ben, thanks so much for being here this week. It was great to have you back on the show. Where can people find you? Well, you can find me at my my interim website, raythigtech.blogspot.com. You can also find me on the social medias at Ben Raythig at your social media of choice. Great. Thanks for being here. And uh, Chuck Joyner, thank you as always for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, and where can people find you? Uh, MacVoices.com is where you'll find me talking to right now lots of people from uh, CES yes. in Las Vegas. Um, we're working our way through all the interviews we shot. Um, and also on the social medias, you can find me as at Chuck Joyner or at MacVoices. I'm going to steal Ben's line on your social media of choice. I like that. I'm going to use that. Um, and yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, and then we do Mac Voices Live Tuesday nights right here, depending on if you're actually here with us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Mac Voices TV. Uh, we do that at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We'd love to have you join us. Um, I got to drag Ben in here in there one of these days yeah. because he's the only one that hasn't been there. Me so, um, but yeah, so come and join us. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, we sure do. Absolutely. And last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamut, as always, thank you all so much for being here where people find you. It, it's always a treat. So thank you. Um, okay. People can find me on the, the various socials. Jay Gamut. Um, uh, I am more active on Mastodon now than Twitter. And when I say more active, what I mean is when the API for Twitter was killed, I haven't been back because I can't <laughs> use my app of choice. Um, so yeah, J- Jay Gamut on whatever, and um, 
uh, most Tuesdays with Chuck on Mac Voices Live, then Thursdays on The Big Show, and then most Thursday evenings here with Dave, and then uh, Fridays on The Mac Show, and then also on The Context Machine with Brian Chaffin. Great. Thanks. And uh, thank you for listening. We hope you'd enjoyed the show and, uh, and, and enjoyed the new segment. And we'll, we'll continue on with some great content. And, but for now, thanks for listening. 